Hello, everyone. This is Chaplain Tricia, and I'm glad to be bringing you worship um, for this second uh, Sunday in Lent. We are called during Lent to take a look at where we are in our relationship with our Lord, and so we begin with a time of confession and forgiveness. In the name of God, who makes a way in the wilderness, walks with us and guides us in our pilgrimage. Amen. Holy One, we confess that we have wandered far from you. We have not trusted your promises. We have ignored your prophets in our own day. We have squandered our inheritance of grace. We have failed to recognize you in our midst. Have mercy on us. Forgive us and turn us again to you. Teach us to follow in your ways. Assure us again of your love and help us to love our neighbor. Amen. Beloved in Christ, the word draws near to you and all who call out to God shall be saved. In Jesus, God comes to you again and again and gathers you under wings of love. In Jesus' name, your sins are forgiven. God journeys with you and teaches you how to live in love. Amen. And indeed, um, Jesus, um, or God does teach us how to live in love because he gave us his son in the ultimate act of love. And so... Um, the cross where Jesus hung is indeed a place where we find our glory and our hope and our love. In the cross of Christ I glory, towering o'er the wrecks of time. All the light of sacred story gathers round its head sublime. When the woes of life o'ertake me, hopes deceive and fears annoy, never shall the cross forsake me, lo, it glows with peace and joy. When the sun of bliss is beaming, light and love upon my way, from the cross the raging streaming adds more luster to the day. Bane and blessing, pain and pleasure by the cross are sanctified. Peace is there that knows no measure joys that through all time abide. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
and also with you. During Lent, we are using the Kyrie, which is a sung prayer asking indeed that our Lord would have mercy upon us as we come before him and ask to have our hearts renewed. Have mercy on us, Lord, and hear our solemn prayer. We come to hear your living word. It saves us from despair. Have mercy on us, Christ, and wash away our sin. Pour out your grace and make us whole that new life may begin. Have mercy on us, Lord. Make sin and shame depart. Renew us with your saving power. Create in us new hearts. The Lord be with you and also with you. We pray, God of the covenant, In the mystery of the cross, you promise everlasting life to the world. Gather all peoples into your arms and shelter us with your mercy, that we may rejoice in the life we share in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading today is from the book of Genesis as God comes to Abraham or Abram. Um, This is before his name was changed. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. God brought Abram outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then Abram said, God said to Abram, So shall your descendants be. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then God said to Abram, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But Abram said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? God said to Abram, bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abram brought him all these things and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. 
And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between the pieces of the animals that Abram had sacrificed. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Let us prepare now to hear our gospel. The word is near you on your lips and in your heart. If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Abram, I'm sure, would have agreed with Mr. Webster's definition under impossible in the dictionary, impractical, unrealizable, unattainable, unthinkable, absurd, out of the question, and hopeless. That's how Abram had been feeling about his future. He and his wife Sarah had not been able to have a child of their own. Now it was too late. They were both growing old, and Sarah was beyond the age when women could have children. This was a time of despair for Abram. If a man did not have a son of his own bloodline, the family name would not continue. Abram will be the last of his family. It was impossible. And then God broke into Abram's despair in a vision. Don't be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield. Your reward will be grand. And Abram said, well, God, what good are your gifts as long as I'm childless? 
See, you've given me no children, and now I'm your house servant who's going to get it all. And God said, don't worry. He won't be your heir. A son from your body will be your heir. Then God took Abram outside and said, look at the sky. Count the stars. Can you do it? Count your descendants. You're going to have a big family, Abram. And further on in Genesis, God came to Abram and said, your name will no longer be Abram, but Abraham, meaning I am making you the father of many nations. In what seemed like an impossible situation to Abraham, God came and offered Abraham hope the hope of a son and grandson and great-grandson, the hope of a future. And all Abraham needed to do was to accept the promise with his heart, to take the leap of faith. And we are told in this morning's reading that Abraham believed Abraham became for the people of Israel an example of faith, a belief in the midst of what seemed impossible or undoable. St. Paul held Abraham up as a model when he was writing to the church at Rome. We must walk in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. Paul's words were meant to encourage and support the young church of Rome, the band of believers who were facing the impossibility of surviving in the midst of being hunted and persecuted and killed for their faith. Paul reminded them God's promise arrives as a pure gift. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Paul reminded them that when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding not to live on the basis of what he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. Paul hoped that by holding up Abraham before the Christians facing impossible odds in Rome, that they would be reminded, encouraged, and strengthened to believe in God's promise to them, that God would always be with them to help them and lead them, that this promise was made and sealed with the blood of Christ at the cross. and grave closed at the empty tomb. And Abraham's example is also meant to encourage us because we too at times face what we might feel are impossibilities in our lives. There are situations and circumstances that seem just unthinkable, We have all known moments of feeling the impossibleness of Abraham. 
of not being able to see a solution or resolution to what we might be facing. We may have felt that we have come to a brick wall that is no way through or around or over, that it was hopeless. Harry knew a moment like that. For years, Harry had been a successful publisher of materials for churches. Everything in his life seemed to be perfect. A lovely home, a family, a solid future. But all of this suddenly collapsed. Harry's wife told him she was leaving him. She was in love with someone else. Devastated, Harry tried to cope and work and continue with his life. But this tragedy was too overwhelming to him. Despite all the other good things in his life, Harry felt like a complete failure with nothing to live for. He was on the road one day to meet with a church about their anniversary publication. Arriving early, Harry sat down in the fellowship hall. And suddenly, he began to really feel that his life was over, that everything was finished. As he sat at a table, he began to cry intensely, holding his head in his hands. The more Harry wept, the more he was convinced that his life had ended. He would continue no more. He was beaten. It would be easier to end it. In total despair, he looked up and noticed a faded poster on the bulletin board on a far wall. In that picture was the image of a man in the same despair Harry was going through, head in his hands in complete anguish. Then as Harry studied the poster further, he noticed a smaller image in the lower right corner of the poster. Three crosses on a hill, surrounded by a dark sky. Beneath the center cross, these simple words were inscribed. I know how you feel. I've been there myself. While staring at those words, Harry fell to his knees and prayed, God, help me. And suddenly, God touched Harry with a flood of new hope. Harry got up telling himself, I'm going to beat this thing. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And Harry got on with his life. God made the promise to get us through the impossible moments of our lives the day we got wet at the font. The moment the cross was drawn on our forehead was the moment our hearts were filled with our Lord's strength, wisdom, courage, comfort, endurance, patience. Whatever we need for each moment of our lives is there. Our Lord has promised to be with us always. Our Lord gathers to him, us to him, as a mother hen gathers her brood granting us refuge and protection, 
giving us nourishment and fortitude, putting himself between us and the forces of death and sin, so we may know new life and life everlasting. We, like Abraham, live in promise, the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all we have to do is remember. Remember Christ walks with us each and every moment of each and every day. The second week of Lent, spend time remembering. Look at how our Lord has been with you, seeing you through what may have been impossible moments. Give thanks for our Lord's presence and grace and love. Ask our Lord to deepen your trust in him, to let your heart believe more fully in his being there for you. And share with someone else how our Lord has seen you through. For there are hearts out there filled with feelings of impossibility and despair that need to know our Lord of promise and hope. God hath not promised we shall not know toil and temptation, trouble and woe. He hath not told us we shall not bear many a burden, many a care. But God hath promised strength for the day, rest for the labor, light for the way, grace for the trials, help from above, unfailing sympathy, undying love. Amen. Indeed, our Lord has promised to be with us always, and he has given us a firm foundation on which to stand. And we sing of that now in the hymn, How Firm a Foundation. How firm a foundation, O saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in Christ Jesus the Word. What more can he say than to you he has said? Who unto the save your for refuge have fled? Fear not, I am with you, O be not dismayed, for I am your God and will still give you aid. I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. Throughout all their lifetime, my people shall prove my sovereign eternal unchangeable love. And then when great hairs shall their temples adorn, 
Like lambs they shall still in my bosom be born. Let us join our hearts together in the prayers. Drawn close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the church, the world, and all who are in need. You create the entire universe and call it good. Augment the cause of those who advocate for thoughtful stewardship of the earth's resources. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You raise up leaders committed to love and justice. Nurture in those who govern courage to change course when needed for the sake of the common good. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You hear us when we cry to you. We cry out again for peace to come to the Ukraine. We ask for you to continue to uphold and keep safe the people of Ukraine. Give them hope. Uphold those who are ill or grieving, especially all who we name before you now in our hearts. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You welcome us into your heavenly realm. We give thanks for those whose labors on earth are ended and who now rest with you. On the final day, gather all of us with them in your loving arms. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need. For the sake of Jesus Christ, amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God, who fills the creation with abundance, Christ, who spreads his arms in forgiveness, Holy Spirit, who draws ever near to us, bless you and bring you to life everlasting. Amen. And so we go, go in hope as we continue our Lenten journey to more deeply know how our Lord is with us each and every day. And we sing of how he wonderfully guides us each day in our last hymn, Guide Me Ever, Great Redeemer. Guide me ever, great Redeemer, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but you are mighty. Hold me with your powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed 
Let the fire and cloudy pillar lead me on my journey through. Strong deliver, strong deliver, shield me with your mighty arm. Shield me with your mighty arm. When I tread the verge of Jordan, bid my anxious fears subside. Death of death and hell's destruction, land me safe on Canaan's side. Songs and praises, songs and praises, I will raise forever more. I will raise forever more. Go in peace. Jesus meets you on the way. Thanks be to God. And thank you for joining me for this time of worship. I wish you a pleasant rest of this day and a blessed week ahead.